1: The JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the 5 o'clock shadow. As always on a Thursday, I'm speaking to Viv Govender from Rand Swiss and David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. Gentlemen, welcome. Viv, starting with you, am I being too simple to have a look at those inflation numbers from China overnight and say, well, OK, the optimists will say, well, this is actually good. It's 13 months in a row now that the producer price inflation has gone negative, and CPI has now turned negative. Negative as well. And the Chinese export, didn't have a very good export figure Mm -hmm. recently, but big exporters. So they're exporting deflation to places like the United States, South Africa, everywhere. And that's good for bonds and therefore
0: uh, good for interest rates. Is is that a poor argument, Viv? Well, possibly. I mean, also remember that we are building up, uh, or not we, but the, but the, the world is building up things in Argentina, sorry, like Mexico and Vietnam and so on, because there has been this plan, a multi-trillion dollar plan to take away production from China. So even though we are seeing, you know, a bit of a pressure coming through the export sector in China, but maybe basically going other places in the world, Now those, and like I argued at the start, you know, when this started happening, this is going to be inflationary, because what you're doing is you're building excess capacity at higher costs elsewhere in the world. And that's going to be obviously adding to costs uh, you know, out there. The one thing that is positive is that the oil prices come down dramatically. I mean, we've just took below 80. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's above 80 at the moment, uh, which is, you know, compared to that oil price plus the round at the moment in South Africa, that's going to be a bit of relief, I think, uh, come the uh, next petrol price uh, or the petrol adjustment uh, in December. Because I do think that, you know, with this price and this, uh, you know, round value, we should see a substantial fall. Uh, which is obviously
1: a a welcome. Yes, most welcome. David, since we spoke on Monday, there was a dramatic day on the JSE the next day with resources down about Mm 4.5% and the overall index down, I don't know, just just over Uh, 2.5%. And I just looked at this and I thought, when is this going to end for the people that have been Mm -hmm. nibbling away at South African mining companies or even international ones? It's it's been, they've had a torrid time.
2: Yep. And a lot has to do with China. What Viv says, I think uh, Ken Griffin was saying at this conference, I think it's in Singapore, uh, you know, the call it deglobalization. This need to kind of uh, build your own factories, build them at home or close to your borders, is in fact going to be inflationary for the next decade. I didn't see the full context of his argument, mm-hmm. but it's around what, uh, what, what Viv is saying lindsay there 's another point as well is that you know China deflation means uh, slower growth, in other words, the manufacturers have got excess stock selling it at a cheaper prices in order to you know in order to alleviate um, their inventory so sometimes deflation can be a very bad sign of a slowing economy and um, and that could be the issue in China but coming back to all of that there's there 's one thing that kind of shocked me yesterday and yeah. I know we've had Sabanya and I know we've had Impala talking about laying off uh, uh, thousands of staffs and, clo- and closing certain shafts. But, uh, you know, the palladium price, give me an update. I think it's back at 1000 or thereabout. Yeah, yeah. And just And platinum is yeah. falling below. Yeah. yeah. Remember then, when we were talking about uh, palladium at two, 3000 So when you put the basket together, the um, platinum manufacturers have been squeezed and continue and it kind of explains why we've seen Impala and Sabania and all these companies under severe pressure. I haven't got the rhodium price and I've you know, I don't have a, a feel for that. But um if I just look at both palladium and and, and platinum both of the, you know, together as a basket, I mean, they've come down dramatically. What I've and, done, uh, I
1: uh, note, David, it's interesting you bring that up because I put out an interview request today to one of the large asset management companies and I said, I want to know the history of palladium, platinum and rhodium prices over the last five years. I want to know mm-hmm. the history of their ratios between the three of them and also... I want you to take a hundred ounces of each of those metals and give me a sort of a pie chart of demand and how it 's changed over over the years where who's buying these metals now and for what purpose and then mm. have a look at the the shares because it's yeah. it 's changed it 's changed immeasurably yeah. david Yeah. Mm. no it's I think
2: that 's a very good interview and you 've put the questions very well because I think you know we we just talk here looking at a, a a simple chart, you know, which shows us the direction of the price, yes. but we have very little understanding of of, of uh, the prices. In fact, I've got a Palladium chart in front of me now, and on the 10th of March, here you are, 10th of March, 2022, call that 18 months away, okay? Yes. Um, or 18, 19 months, whatever it is, plat- the, the Palladium price was 2917 Okay, and today it's where is it?
0: one oh
1: five
0: six or So it's um, about it. a third. Yeah. The rhodium price back in twenty twenty one was about thirty dollars. thirty thousand. It's four and a half thousand now. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Me. Four and half. 30, so 30,000 down to four and a half thousand yeah. at, at the start of this of, of this of, of mm-hmm. uh, 2020 uh, 2022 it was 20,000 at the start of 2023 it was basically 15,000 so it's even yeah. from the start of the year till now it's dropped basically two thirds three thirds uh, three quarters basically yeah. oh, two thirds sorry two thirds but mm-hmm. the start of the year so but yeah, pl- yeah but but but
2: uh viv that i mean that's dramatic yeah. So uh, it explains, you know, why the, and for South Africa, I think outside of coal and, uh, I think platinum is one of our biggest mining exporters, uh, exports. It's, it was supposed to be the, the savior of this industry of South Africa, sorry, of the economy. Yeah. And uh, it's a uh, huge problems. Even, you know, even platinum, if you look at platinum, um, it It kind of wiggles along it it reached a high in february twenty one of twelve hundred I'm just giving you a short term chart you know over three years so it's come from call it thirteen hundred uh three two year two and a half years ago to where it is now under um eight sixty five I've got at the moment so it's also it's 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 held up better than those two but it's it's so important and it's so important for South Africa because when you go through that midterm budget and you see that company tax missed by 26 billion or so, uh, a huge amount. I think was attributable to the miners, and I think that number is going to get worse, or it's going to be even more difficult uh, going ahead. So you know, we're not we talk. You know, we're talking. I mean, you can talk about it from two ways. You know, for number one from the stock market, but also from the South Africa's economy, economic point of view as well. It it just puts this economy under such pressure. It puts the finance minister under enormous pressure.
1: Yes, because wasn't it, how long ago was it, Viv, that we had this bumper inflow of money mm-hmm. into the fiscus because of the performance of the mining companies? And it hasn't fallen off a cliff, but it has been quite mm-hmm. severely reduced. And with these numbers going into, say, the budget in February, Viv, it's, it's going to look even worse.
0: Yes, but sir, and I, I mean, look, I've been a bit of a good uh, advocate in this, in this space for like over a decade now. And I've always said that, you know, it does not make sense that we are trading, uh, you know, platinum and palladium, etc., on the open market. We have the world's majority production of these things. We should be controlling the price and maximizing revenue for for, for an asset that's basically, uh, you know, non-renewable. Uh, even if it wasn't for, for this, uh, what's happening with electric vehicles, at some point in time, this is going to be disappearing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. You look at OPEC, you look at, uh, you know, this, uh, cartels out there. The reason the cartels exist is because it makes money for people. And OPEC a lot, somehow creates a situation where countries that hate each other, like Iran and Saudi Arabia, and have very little relationships otherwise, like, for instance, Venezuela and the Middle Eastern countries, are able to come together and organize a price. With platinum and palladium, it would only be South Africa, basically. The Russians are kind of out of the market at the moment. There's the Barbarians, you know what's happening there. Uh, we produce the majority. And if we had to coordinate with the Russians and the Barbarians, it would be much easier than I think they. The Saudis coordinating with the Iranians and the Venezuelans, and we could have maximized the revenue coming in. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, uh, there's no strategic, like you know, thought happening in this government, and uh, that's been something I've. I've it's, it's been really irritating to see the country's natural resources basically being just squandered, kept, not, not squandered, not exploited to the maximum. Exactly. Uh, all, the only thing these guys can think of is not about creating a cartel; it's about beneficiation. You know,
1: yes. doesn't make sense. Mm. No, it doesn't.
0: It's
1: a beneficiation. Yeah, I remember that word. Yeah, David, quite a few announcements on the JSE, whether it be yeah. results or trading updates or business updates. Sappy share price up five point four percent. Please explain. Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. I mean, one quarter is down eight percent. The next, the next quarter's results is up five. I just, uh-huh. it's just too volatile uh-huh. for my tiny brain. MC Group <laughs> down another four and three quarters percent. I don't know. We've we've spoken about it at length. I don't think it's just, I don't know if it's a dying company, but it's certainly, it's not keeping up with the competition, David, or or Viv, because David and I have spoken about it,
0: as I said, on several occasions. Viv, MC Group? Yeah, look, I mean, technology is obviously, you know, uh, moving on in the world, and and you basically have to carry on, uh, you know, uh, with that. Uh, You know, you you can't just be sitting around and and, and expecting all business models to work, and I think that's obviously uh, something that, uh, you know, that has to occur. I mean, I was thinking about, like, you know, the, the streaming wars happening recently with, like, you know, Disney and whatnot. And even, like, a company like Disney, which has got this history of going back, I don't know how long, seems mm-hmm. to have basically messed this up. And, you know, to a certain extent, yeah, it's, it's one thing to be uh, losing out of that. Uh, but the other thing is that there's opportunity here. Th- this is a market where innovation and smart ideas can make, you know, a startup almost, you know, do really well uh like i said it, it, uh, the technology is an opportunity and a risk and uh, unfortunately the risk is more prevalent here like, I, I just
2: see mm-hmm. intense competition in fact a young chap at our firm yesterday came to me and he was screaming and shouting you know no not, not, he said you know he heard me talking about roku the other night and in fact Viv, if you know i've got roku and uh if you look at roku oh. you see the competition there're eighty five different channels admittedly, I only stick to about um, Netflix and maybe Prime and Apple or one of the you know that, that's that 's where I go, but you can find anything in there you know uh, i t v or British what do they call it you know British movies you could get old westerns you just i mean the choice is remarkable. Yes, in each case, you might have to suffer uh, advertising or alternatively pay some kind of uh, subscription. But I mean, the choice is incredible. And um, what he said, he says, I'm tired of uh, multi-choice now. Please give me this chap's Mm -hmm. number. I want to do the same. And simply, I I think they're battling to compete, number one, in price and also in content, despite the fact that Uh, we've got the business channels and the news channels, but look, you can still get news channels on the others, but, uh, you've got South African news and you've also got the sport, but sport is not a money spinner. It's not as big as we think it is simply. Because, you, you, you know, you go on there maybe once a week or twice a week, whatever you – maybe Lindsay would go five nights or six nights. But Easy. I mean 203, yeah. which is the football channel, I only go maybe once or twice mm.
1: a week. That's because you're always in bed. That's and why when the good now. matches are on.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I always love uh, – Lindsay, I always say, you know, you go for 90 minutes, but now you don't go for 90 minutes. You go for two hours because yeah. you've got to suffer VAR, you know. Oh,
1: gosh. And the other thing, again, Viv, David and I were talking – David's talking about Roka. <laughs> I pay – a small monthly fee to something called NordVPN, which is it's the same as oh, it's, okay. it's the same as, but you can only get the channels that. On uh, non-subscription-based, for example, the BBC and uh, certain ITV channels you can. But you click on a, a country. Let's say that the, there's a test match in, in Australia, which I can't get in the Netherlands. I click on Australia, and you can um, yeah, you just go into the, the terrestrial uh, channels, but not the subscription ones. So, David, what do you do? Do you pay a subscription as well as the small amount for Roku? Well,
2: see, Roku is just... Um... Is is really you called it a VPN, which is like a platform, yes. Yeah. But I pay a subscription to, so I get my Netflix through Roku, I get Prime through Roku, and I pay subscriptions for both of those. So I go for Prime.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, I'm a Prime subscriber. Apple, I mean, you you're going to pay for movies. You know, you pay as you go kind of thing, and uh, they in rands. You pay it in rands and that. So, and and most of the other channels say, you know, do you want to start free? And the last thing you want to do is is take up their free offer, otherwise you're there for life. Yeah. <laughs> but there's Disney and there's, there's there's it just, but what it does show you is that there are quite a few uh, channels that uh, you can get free but uh, they also got advertising as well. Uh, what you can get lots and lots of are old westerns, you know, from the 1950s and 1960s. Gene Autry, Ooh. Roy Rogers. <laughs> John Wayne. <laughs> John Wayne. Oh, John Wayne. Hundreds of movies, hundreds of
0: them.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's leave it. Yeah. Let's draw over that sad conclusion to our media, yeah, I, I media centre. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think eventually it's going to come down to things like Prime and it's going to come down to Disney because yeah. effectively those companies make money beyond just the streaming services. So they can almost, especially Prime, Prime can use streaming service almost as a loss maker because that allows them to basically get money from you know amazon uh, whatever uh, yeah. i mean I, I think that's the future unfortunately you i, I can't see how you can compete trying to make a business where somebody else is willing to lose money in it you know you you just can't compete it, yes they can be terrible like you know amazon lost a ton of money on those roll of the ring stuff but there's still plenty of things on amazon that that's good and like interesting enough to watch uh like you know and the same with, like netflix but netflix has to make money being netflix Amazon Prime could lose money because Amazon Prime because big money is Amazon. So I think that's the future.
1: Okay, let's, um, let's uh, close that one because there's still another couple of companies for you to look at, David. Anglo Gold, I know you don't um, invest in gold shares, uh-huh. but can't but have helped notice. Down 8% uh-huh. today, just over the last time yeah. I looked. So maybe come back to that one. PPC up 5% and Truist, which is the, the bigger one, an interesting is down three and a quarter percent, David. Any comments on any of those three? Just
2: on True Earth, they did come with a trading update. Yeah, I, I've got to go through these in a lot more detail. To be honest, I haven't. I was just occupied on some presentations this morning, but there are quite a few, you know, Sappy's results I've got to go through, and that almost ties in with Mondi, but Truworth as well. It's you know, it's a retailer. But when I just looked at the raw figures, you know, just uh, a quick glance they didn't look good, you know. When, when you're in the one and two percent increase in trading or uh, revenues and so on, then you know things are tight. You know, it's, it's, uh, I know they've got office in the UK, I've even seen some office branches here in Sandton City in there, yeah. uh, but uh, that looked that looked a bit weak and it might, you know. It, Lindsay, they come out with all the same excuses. The consumer is under a huge amount of pressure in South Africa for various reasons. You know, not only is the economy falling back, but there are other issues in which person, you know, people have to spend their money, like getting solar panels or finding inverters or, or uh, so on. So um, um, it's, it, it's starting to catch up and you know, I still remain very nervous of uh, our consumer sector and under the circumstances that we get, So uh, that's why Truist are down. But again, you've know, got to go and pick at it and look uh, you know, look, uh, deeper.
1: And, and Viv, uh, talking about retail, the next six weeks i suppose Mm -hmm. is the biggest six weeks of the retail year because you've got black friday you've got cyber monday uh, you've had um, halloween uh, which is not big in south africa so forget that one but black friday and cyber monday becoming a little bit more prominent in south africa and then of course the the christmas period and if they're stocking up and they don't quite get the uh, the numbers that they're anticipating then there's a horrible trading update coming in uh, just after in the early part of the new year anyway
0: yeah, I mean, also I think this weekend is Singles Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's big in kind China, of, but it's not—it's not big it's what, here. But it's the, is it? Eleventh of November. Yeah, one one
2: one one. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh, a, that's a, yeah, that's so, well. ah,
1: congratulations,
0: <laughs> we David. We're not going yeah, oh, yeah. we <laughs> to <not gonna laughs> ask how old
1: you are. I am. I'm not old. You are. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but that's an yeah, Alibaba
0: yeah. thing, isn't
1: it? Isn't didn't yeah. Alibaba
0: uh, a birthday? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's the biggest shopping day of the of the year in the world. Because they are so it's 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 so ridiculously I mean it's bigger than Black Friday because of China. Uh, but, yeah, it's this weekend. Uh, but one thing in true is I don't know if you guys saw that uh, the CEO sold a whole bunch of shares, like about like 100 million almost over the last uh, six weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said this for tax purposes and whatnot, but, you know, yeah. someone has to worry about the timing. Uh, you know, the, the transaction capital comes by. I don't know if you guys looked at uh, remember that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so, um, it's, 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 yeah, it's obviously going to be a big time, you know, for the, the economy. I, I, I think we might have a bit of a... Especially if the the petrol price comes down in December, it might just give people a bit of an extra vooma to go and buy stuff, you know what I mean? Because, yes, it's temporary probably, but it still, you know, makes you feel a bit better that you're not spending quite as much at the petrol station as you use normally. Uh, And also, I I think that, you know, unfortunately, the food situation in Africa is not Mm. great. I mean, the chicken stuff we've been talking about for ages. uh, And so people might not be as willing to spend. But I, I do think that historically South Africans, they always spend for Christmas. It's, it's just been something. Yeah. Even like in 2008, I remember in the financial crisis, and we saw these incredible spending numbers coming through, and you wonder who's spending, but South Africans will spend for Christmas.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same around you the world. I, well, it's, it's, around the Christian world, anyway. It's a strange thing. You almost feel guilty if you don't if, splash out on certain things that won't even be used after the first week or so. But anyway, OK, I've no, got to get so, onto
2: the spot first. No, no, yeah. There's one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Lindsay, and, yes. and just, you know, the. Yesterday, I met somebody at the Marriott down at um, Melrose Arch. Now, the Marriott's a hotel, and I walked in there, I, it, it opened just before COVID. Mm. Literally, I think the week before, that was the opening, and it's closed for a, for a good year or so. And all the hotels in. it Yesterday, the Marriott was absolutely packed. Mm. Absolutely packed, yeah. Tourists, people there. You know, and it's all businessmen, you can see them, you go into a special room and they're chaps sitting there, all on their laptops, etc. I was I was quite taken aback, you know, by okay, this is okay. When I went to the grill house, which
1: is across the road there,
2: packed, you know, tables packed with people. But it's so, a certain demographic
1: and, oh, and a certain economic strata, yes. David.
2: Yes, I know, but what I'm what Viv says, you know, people start to spend and suddenly you're seeing I'm not, you know, I, I I'm just I'm just commenting that People are coming in here, whether it's cheap, whether this is where they're going to spend their holidays, whether people internally are travelling, whatever it was. I was, uh, you know, this, this certainly surprised me to see the number of people around hanging around the lobby, and it's a it's an expensive hotel by South African standards, uh, but uh, a good, good sign. I must say, Lindsay, I've I've taken a punt, and I, I, on, I made then. a bit of a noise about it just on ten stocks, yes, and. I think, that, you know, I think that our market at that bottom end uh, is pretty cheap. And I think despite the fact that we're seeing this very heavy um, burden on the economy, I think some of the stocks have kind of hit their uh, uh, bottoms. You know, this is price. Eh? This is on price. And on turnaround things. Like I that. And saw that I
1: think, on your on your uh, what used to be known as uh, Twitter feed, uh, and it was you. You called uh, it something. You came up with a catchy.
2: I said I'm paddling up Shits Creek, but that's S-C-H-I-T-T. Yes. S C
1: H I T T S.
2: Yes, that's right. I saw those. These are risky, and I kind of spread them. I didn't want to get. I I hate to admit this, but I did choose Beckard's odds Nedbank, so. Stop, that's, that's, stop the world I want to
1: get off. David's in a South <laughs> African bank. Oh dear. Okay, chaps, let's have a look at the prices here. I've got the dollar rand at 18.56. The rand has fallen, or rather the dollar has gained hmm. 1.1% today. British pound against the rand is a pound up three quarters to 2280 and the euro rand is 19.89, and that's a gain of the euro of 1.1%. A euro dollar 107.15, that's flat from last night's close. Not that it does close, but you know what I mean. British yep. pound against the US dollar 123, and the pound has fallen by 0.4%. Now the commodities: gold price 19.59, up eight dollars an ounce. The platinum price. 872 down twenty-seven, another three per cent. Palladium a thousand and eight down forty dollars an ounce, another near four percent fall. And if we have a look at the other commodities Viv was mentioning, it's had a torrid time, and I'm referring of course to the energy complex. It's bouncing back at the moment, Viv, it's just below eighty-one now for Brent Crude, eighty ninety-five up one and three quarters per and West Texas crude seventy-six dollars fifty-eight, which is up one and two-thirds per Natural gas price is down 1.6, but nothing else really of note. Copper is 0.6% higher, that's been creeping higher again. And um, yeah, iron ore is 127 now, up 0.4%. As for the US Treasury yield, it's not falling in a heap, the yield that is, but it's, it's gratifyingly weaker than it was two weeks ago, 4.535%. The South African 10 year Ten point three three five and P five hundred futures unmoved by the Chinese news. It was forty of four hundred half an hour ago when we started chatting. Currently four three nine three down point. Let's call it point two percent. Bitcoins had an amazing run. It's now nearly thirty eight thousand, up another seven and a quarter percent today. And yeah, that's it. Anything else either of you are seeing on markets that I haven't mentioned? Don't rush. <laughs> no, you don't have to. No, I, I was just, i was just being curious. Viv gave us the rhodium, so we've done that. Now on my screen, I've got um, on the leaderboard: Sappy up five and a half percent, Advotech um, up three and two thirds, Vodacom two and two thirds higher. South Thirty Two has gained the same two and two thirds percent, and I never know what that S capital is, David. Is it? It's not Shakespeare. It's Shaftesbury. Shaftesbury, Shaftesbury capital. That's it. Yeah. yeah, Up two and a quarter percent. Downside. Anglo Gold has regained some composure, but still horrible. Down six and two thirds percent. MC Group down four point two. Sibanyi, three and a half percent down. True West down three point four. And Montauk Renewables three point one percent in the red. Indices, please, David. Well,
2: we ended down uh, a third of a percent, 0.33% at 7227. Um, Weakness in the minus mainly on those gold and platinum shares. Uh, So the overall resource index was down one and a half percent, but taken down by gold and platinum shares. Banks marginally lower, uh, not much happening in the financial markets, and uh, similarly in the industrials. Industrials just creeping into positive territory. Uh, on the consumer side, though, down. Property was, you know, because of those Shaftesbury and some of the shares also marginally up. So not much outside of the movement of the gold shares. Um, what value traded very low as well. And Lindsay, I think that's why you're seeing these wide swings in that. Yeah. Um, value traded today was 14 billion, and this seems to be mm-hmm. where we're settling, which is hardly the kind of levels. That allow the industry to, uh, you know, let, not even break square. It's uh, I think it's below, you know, below the numbers that far below the numbers that we
1: actually need. Going one, one day, David, sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. And one day, you've got to put oh. the value trade on JC JSE graph it over two years or something, mm-hmm. but in dollar yeah. terms, not rand terms. That mm-hmm. would be a bit of an eye opener, I reckon. Viv's uh, nodding yeah. in the background there and agreeing with me. Yeah, I think
2: if we took out the buybacks of Naspass. Which continue on an ongoing basis and and I think the volumes would be even substantially lower, probably ten to fifteen percent lower and uh, it's you know th- those are the only things that keep the volumes up i mean so if you do want to trade on this market it 's very, very difficult, particularly in the uh, smaller, medium cap
1: shares. Yeah. It's, it's virtually no trade at all. We haven't mentioned manufacturing output, and I should do it just yes, as an aside, yes. because mining we've been talking about and the woes of miners. South African manufacturing output has fallen 4.3% year on year in the month of September, which is, it's not great. It's really not great, especially mm. with the load shedding, not such a factor mm. as it has been recently. But anyway, Viv, before... Yeah, first
0: mention... Yeah, go on. Sorry? You must have listened to Transnet as well. Have you seen that the latest part of the Transnet, no, no, they have like a thirteen billion a year in interest payments they've got to pay. Uh, you know, it's, it's and the amount of, tra- of stuff traveling on rail in South Africa has collapsed. Uh, you know, it's amazing how much less we are doing now than we were like a couple of decades ago. And at the same time, the the number of workers at Transnet is called ballistic. Uh, so, yeah, that is that is like a hidden cancer in this country that yeah. people are not talking about because it doesn't touch the consumer. We talk about ESCOM, we talk about SAA and all the other things, but trans debt is, I think, a huge problem that we are not seeing because and, and the effect it has on the economy as a whole.
2: I was talking to Leon Craner this morning. Do you know Leon? He's a bond trader. Uh, no, 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 no. He's uh, yeah. So, he's with us. He's with Sassman and that. He's got yeah. a very nice division. Um, and he was saying that, he said that Apparently, I didn't pick this up in the budget, but they identified what the cost of Eskom and Transnet was to the economy. And they reckon in nominal terms, it, it, you know, it's knocked off almost 6% of uh, GDP. You know, that's how big it is. Now, I don't know whether that's accumulated or whatever it is, nominal is, you know, mm. if we take it on an inflation adjusted, it's, it's 2%. In other words, it's, it's knocked off an enormous amount. And this is, he calls it the gorilla in the room. You know, Eskom was the gorilla in the room, and he reckons you know Transnet is now uh, just taking t- taking billions away. Unfortunately, I didn't write down the numbers, and I might be misquoting him. But there's huge amounts uh, that it's cost our exporters. You know, in the just just massive amounts. Oh, good. So, Viv, you're right. Yeah, no, I know. But you know. <laughs> Anyway, we won't talk about it, but it's, mm. it all comes back to administration. It all comes back to the people in charge. You know, this, these are, uh, you know, these are administrative issues, governmental issues, yeah.
1: Okay, I'm sorry to end on a negative note, but uh, I have to. Viv, good to have you back. Thank you very much for your contribution. Viv Governor is from Rand Swiss. David Shapiro from and Securities. Great chat, gentlemen. We'll speak again next Thursday. That was the 5 o'clock shadow.